true story that needs to be told about a group of good old boys from the South finding their way through their unique spiritual journey in the 1980s. Petey and JJ, the main protagonist of these stories, are accompanied on their escapades by Gyro, a psychedelic engineer from California, and Sugar Bear, a civil rights activist and Vietnam protester. The group of young entrepreneurs made their way by utilizing their individual skill sets, coming together as a team to become the all-American pot smugglers, importing medicinal marijuana into the United States in order to help fund green technologies for the planet. Early on in the 1980s, before the pot smugglers were assembled, Petey was learning the ropes with his original crew. The main product they were moving and selling at the time was Colombian gold, which, while it was better quality than the pot coming out of Mexico, it was nowhere near as good as the premium herb that was being grown in Jamaica. Always looking to have a leg up on the competition, Petey was trying to find an open door into this exquisite marijuana market. Yeah, man, that Colombian gold was uh, was way better than that Mexican cac we were buying, you know, back in those days, man. But it was like, the reason yeah. they call it Colombian gold was because the way they cured it, they would, uh, they would, uh, I guess they would compress it when it was before it was dry, it would like turn like a, a brownish gold, the yeah, whole right. bud, and all that resin in there would would uh, it would turn uh, if if you, if the bud got too old. Past its maturity, that resin would start breaking down and turning dark, and I think that's what they did. They let it go too long, and then when they compressed it, it, it turned it like a dark, darker goldish color. And it really gets you. It's like a stoner. I mean, you just knocked knocked you out. Yeah, uh, I didn't really like that high. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it would lay you down low, man. Yeah, yeah. really, really a heavy, heavy, heavy high. And then, whereas the the Jamaican buds, oh yeah, yeah, they were more like a sensamia type, that sensamia type bud. Gave real, you that etherical high, that really uh, jumpy, that's right. um, good feeling, you know, active high, which which rich, which what we literally like. We, we <laughs> yeah. wanted that. Yeah. Oh yeah, everybody did. <laughs> yeah, that we was all a good wanted one. that, that kind of good one. So it was a lot Unless more fun. Unless you had sleeping issues, then you might want some of that gold because you said it just knocks yeah. you straight back into right. the couch. <laughs> it, was a good, it was a good sleeper. Yeah, uh, it was like a natural Valium. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, man, give me some of that. That's what I need. That's all right. Uh, yeah, we'll do it to you. So, Pete, how did yeah. you, you, you uh, tell us the story how you got uh, got us down in, got you down in Jamaica down there. I was sitting around and I, I moved to Miami sitting around one night and I got a little anxious. So, Went down to South Beach and walked in the bar and 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 looked over there and there's this gorgeous uh, Spanish lady. She's a Jamaican lady, but she's real Spanish looking, pretty as can be. Mm. Uh-huh. And uh, so so we were over there and bought a few drinks and everything. We started talking. She was explaining Atta to boy. me. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> yeah. She was like, wow. So she uh, she was explaining that her relatives were in the higher ups in politics in, in Jamaica. All and, right. um, Perfect. And so. And that she, um, she third or fourth cousin way back to the Marley family, Bob Marley, and I, we were always into the, the <laughs> that kind of music, you know. Was, I bet everybody's has third, fourth, fifth, or sixth cousins to Bob Marley <laughs> right. down there, you know. Everybody <laughs> has probably, a link. That's probably <laughs> true. We're linked up, that's for sure. And uh, so she was, uh, and then um, she. Somehow I, I mentioned, well, it, it, there is some good herb down there. And it, yeah, 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 there's some good herbs. I've got some cousins that uh, 
they grow really some real nice stuff. And so I was like, oh, uh, yeah, okay. Huh. We're, we we uh, we we're, we kind of nibble in that on in that business a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> didn't want to just come right out and <laughs> no, say, no, no. <laughs> I had to be cool, keep my cool with this gal. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we we met a couple more times, and and I said, look, I want to go down there. I want you to, uh, I want you to introduce me to your cousins because they, they, you know, we we're kind of in that business a little bit, and, uh, <laughs> a little bit, <laughs> a little, a little bit. bit. <laughs> So she uh, she agreed, and we jump on an airplane and fly into Montego Bay, and and then catch a taxi and head up head up toward the grill. You know, it's going along. You know, and she said, "Hey, here here's this bar over here. You know, the dirt floor, and you know, huh. some of you know Bob Marley had recorded some stuff in in here and, and Rasta Bar, Rasta Bar, Rasta Bar. You're gonna like this place. You know, if you like herb, you're gonna like this place. So we we slide in there." And she, there's there's this big uh, these uh, Jamaican dudes, you know, they got the big spliffs and everything, and and of course uh-huh. dirt floor and and the they, big dreadlocks, dreadlocks, and they were checking a, this uh, white whitey out, you know, and <laughs> I was like, okay, you know, but once we started getting high, they recognized <laughs> that that we were um, that that was cool. And yeah. uh, we, well, that's you know, y'all were getting high because you all had your medical marijuana cards, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We did. We, we, we yeah, were right. all signed up with the, yeah, United, uh-huh. with the United States government. They knew of us, uh, so we had our um, medical marijuana cards. <laughs> and the rum drinks were real good too. So Ooh, we, we got I bet. Jamaican yeah. rum, yes sir. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. So she's, anyway, anyway, she said, "Well, I, I got to go. My family, you know, I got to see my family. They're they're expecting me, but I'm gonna hook you up with this dude." And he's a he's a Rasta uh, Rastafarian is, is what he explained to me, and he had the long dreads, and he he was uh, yeah. It's uh, a, it's kind of a way of you know it's a way of life. I don't know if I want to say religion, although I think Holly uh, uh, Selassie was their hmm. uh, spiritual leader, you know, and he was uh, evidently a direct descendant of King David. Wow, that's ah. what they believe. Mm. Right, right. And uh, right. so it's a, it's a, it's a very, very highly spiritual type people. Like you yeah. said, definitely a way of life for yeah. them. Yeah, definitely. And they, you know, we were, um, we were talking about uh, gathering up a thousand pounds of um, of this really, really good herb down mm. there. You know, and so this guy was, you know, he was checking me out, man. He was shaking me down. You know, I mean, let's just shake this white dude down. Make sure that. If he, we're gonna put this product on his airplane. Yeah, that we're yeah, gonna yeah. get paid. We got, we got trust. <laughs> we got, yeah. yeah, we got it. Yeah. We're, gonna, we're gonna make sure that we get our monies back and not create a bond with him. Yeah, so you know, uh, after spending a little time with him and everything, we really kind of hit that heart chakra and spoke the same truth. And um, he, he, you know, we created that trust. And mm-hmm. he said, "Well, let's let's go. We got a we we got a big day. I want to show you the fields tomorrow, and I want to, you know, this. We got to show you." I'll show you the strip and everything. So we start trucking up the mountain. Gorgeous, gorgeous night in Jamaica. You know, the stars, you could almost touch them. You could, um, wow. we got up to his house and the wow. ginger, you could smell the ginger. And his mom was out in the cook shack and she was cooking up. And, and wow. he, he went over there and introduced me as chickens and dogs and, you know, all that running around <laughs> pigs. And, 
And this this is this is this is my friend Petey. Petey, Petey here, mom. Can you feed us sweet? We need to eat. <laughs> oh, thank thank you. <laughs> and then then we go in the house and all the little cousins, you know, run out of here. Petey got a we got a rest, you know. So we got rest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh so after that, you know, the next day we go out and, and go out in the fields and man, I tell you, I was I was very impressed. You know, they had big big field not just patches but fields wow of this um marijuana that they they had grown and and it was just glistening and it was long long buds they, they knew how to let it go to the point right. where it was like you know this quality yeah they had that like it looked like you know sugar that it had, had that sugar that coating like on it sugar you know? coating like and a they, white sugar coating yeah. on it mm-hmm. now when those buds are really ripe and ready to to take off the plant, man, they just uh, they vibrate. Yeah, they have a vibration to them, and they're that they just glow. And they, wow. that sugar, it looks like they're coated with white sugar. Mm. And that was their religion was to take it to that 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 you yeah. know don't don't cut it short. You know, doesn't that's matter. Right, you man. know the the marijuana bud is that's that's our god. That's one of our gods. You know. Yeah. So it's a way to get into. So god, anyway, it, that that was um, so we went there and and then jump in a uh, taxi and i said well let look let's look at the strip the product is out of sight so we go down the mountain curvy 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 beautiful jamaica oh my god what a beautiful island get down there and there's this long long strip you know right on the um south side of jamaica right on the water and um you know he goes up and starts talking there's a guard down there police you know his uniform and he's Got his gun and everything, and he introduces me. Um, this is Petey, and uh, yeah, we're going to send a uh, plane down here, and I'm going to bring the 1,000 pounds and then the gas, and, right. and you're going to make sure that, that this, he said, yes, the strip will be secure, mm. you know, $500, uh-huh. you know. I said, okay, well, you know, here, here's here's 300 now, and we're going to bring you another 500 with the pilot, and, mm. and we'll give that to you, and... It, everything's secure right right so it was it's it was it all, works it, it's all works you know that's and, the way it um, works man got back with gabby she said okay let's 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 go back you know let's go back we got we gotta we gotta set this thing up good uh, connection I, to find i tell you right there yeah oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. she she was i kind of kept her in the background on things you know but i kind of induced her into gabby we want you to how about will you be on the crew with us? You know, maybe you'd be on the ground crew, a radio gal, and make a little like extra money, mm-hmm. a little extra yeah. money, and everything. And right. he was pretty adventuresome, and so she nodded and grinned and said, "Okay, um, you know." So that was cool. So we get back up there, and um, this was after you know we we had had some run-ins with some pilots that were pretty wild and crazy. I mean done the thing with Lucas he went on to do he he was a little psychotic you know I always felt like he was you know he's crop duster wonderful great pilot but you know he had dual personalities you know you never know which one's going to come out <laughs> ingested too many chemicals I think from the uh, the crop dusting days maybe yeah. wasn't his fault <laughs> no no he had a good heart but it, it, yeah. it was like you never knew what side you're going to get with that guy yeah and uh he, he had no limitations which we we were kind of okay we're just going to be all american pot smugglers that's yeah. all we do y'all, y'all were the no guns no violence that's, yeah, right. that's yeah, what y'all always stuck it. to yeah it's yep. a lot of, we, we want to spread the love and and uh you know 
um, bring in something that'll cool down the planet. There you go. You know, and, uh, you know, it, it was back in the day, you know, when we were, you know, we, we were, we were turning on and everything. They thought we were crazy and, you know, wild hippies and everything like that. But, you know, in Jamaica, it was pretty prolific, uh, mm. the, in, in that group of people. Right. I mean, it, it, it was like a lot of people, you know, like it is now in the United States, but so back I guess in, you back in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah. You ended up having to try to find a new pilot then to replace Lucas. Yeah. 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 Had find it, you know, got to get a new one, you know? And so a friend of mine, he, he, he said, man, I got this guy, I got this guy that's really, really good. And, uh, so he introduced me to, uh, this, this fella and man, he was just, he had been in the Navy and he was, um, he had, he had landed on aircraft carriers in Vietnam and, uh, you know, he, he was really big and held, wow. held himself. In yeah. Uh, he really. went to the Naval Academy, wasn't he? A graduate of the Naval Academy? Yeah. 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 Black dude. And he wanted to, um, had a wife and they wanted to start a family. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. And so he, he said, man, um, I, I got a real problem because, you know, I'm, you know, I'm American and, I, you know, you guys are like, this is kind of against the law a little bit. I said, well, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, he was yeah, trying to be uh, polite about it. You know? yeah. yeah. He's trying to be polite about it. Yeah. <laughs> right, a little bit. Right, yeah, a little but, bit. Oh, oh, man. But anyway, he, he came along and he, he, um, said, you know, I, I just, I, I really like that adrenaline rush and I got. PTSD, isn't that what you call it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He was a. I think you know that he was a. You know he was a uh, a Vietnam era uh, naval pilot. Right, right. And, and you know when I was over in Vietnam, you know I was in a rifle company for the first five months I was there, and I was a radio man in our platoon. And uh, yeah, we uh, we watched these guys, these dudes come in and uh, you know, lay down uh, some uh, bombs. And uh, lay down yeah. attacks in front of us out there, man, and they were uh, pretty strack. I mean, they would yeah. come right along above the trees and and uh, just uh, gun that damn jet straight up in the air and drop bombs as they're going up. They were pretty oh wild. God, wow, man. they knew how to do it. And and this guy, you could tell he was um, he he was like that. And he he told me straight out. He says, "Man, I'm I just want to get my family going." I won't, you know, I, you know, we will start a family. We just got married and, um, you know, I, I can do it though. I've got the talent. I, I, I know how to fly. Hmm. You know, very sounds uh, like it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he was probably landing on aircraft carriers. And oh yeah. Stuff like yeah. That he said, too, I've man. done all that. I've done it all. I know, I know how yeah. to do it. I said, okay, uh, $50,000 per load, but you got to bring home the bacon, man. We can't, That's it. you know, we got to, you know, if, if, if you don't, don't bring home the bacon and make it work. Then nobody gets paid. Yeah, nobody he does. Said, I understand. Okay, okay, okay. Here's the airplane, and um, he said, "I'm just going to do two runs, and that's that's enough for me, and then we'll start our family." And um, cool, cool. So we we call him up down there and said, "Okay, he'll he'll be down. He'll be down around. Uh, he's going to leave out of." Central Florida, North Florida here, um, Central Florida, I think it was. Mm. And we're going to leave out um, in the morning, early in the morning. We'll be down about 12 o'clock, 1230, have everything ready. And uh, this this guy is, you know, he, he'll bring it home. So they got down there, landed, you know, walked out, walked around, you know, went out there, took a leak, 
got ready to get on in a plane, you know, overloaded. <laughs> There's always a few oh. delays too, you know, yeah. you know, you know how that goes. Had a co-pilot with him and everything. And, and so they, they take off and they, they head on, start heading on back and about sun, um, you know, before sunset, we tried to come on in. So we had some visibility and he was coming, he went out over the islands, but he had a little bit too close. And we always had scanners in there and the scanners were like, all of a sudden they're like picking up. Oh, 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 we got one. we got a bogey, got a bogey. Uh, we, you know, it looks like we got one on the radar here. This is dome in the sky. You know, yeah. the, was this DEA doing the scan? Custom, yeah. custom, 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 custom. Oh, okay. right. There was a there was a, a a pretty good business back then um, where you could, uh, if you knew the right people, you could actually buy the chips that would uh, scan uh, really uh, frequencies that no one else could scan. Mm. Right. But you could buy the chip that you could pick those the frequencies up if you mm-hmm. knew the right people. Yeah. Uh, okay. And we knew the right people. Right. So right. anyway, he picked it up and he, he was like, oh, they're on us, they're on us. So he was chugging on up and he looked over and he's um, a little bit east of um, Fort Lauderdale. He sees this commercial airliner coming out and he realizes that he was being tracked above, above from him. And at that point, they had, they had actually literally uh, taken pictures of the two guys in the airplane. Oh wow! They were yeah. close enough to close where enough. they were taking pictures, and, and they probably sure. had like a Learjet or something like that tailing him also. Yeah, because yeah. the AWAC is way up high. Okay, you know, it's like a radar. Uh, it's got like a, a big, mobile radar station. Okay, right? got a big dome over the airplane. Yeah, they call it, it the like, eye in the sky. Uh, right, that's it. Yeah, but so it, uh, it was an AWAC. They what they call AWACs, and mm-hmm. uh, they're aerial. Uh, and radar stations. That's yeah. right. Yeah. It, South but Florida the, was pretty uh, flooded with that type of stuff. It was it was yeah. difficult to bring loads in uh, that area. Yeah. So he said, oh, okay, so he sees this airliner taking off out of Fort Lauderdale. He realizes where the radar's coming from. And so he cuts that airplane in and goes right across <laughs> the field. And this commercial airliner's taken off, and he tucks right up underneath his belly. Oh, while it's God. taken off. While it's taken oh, off. Oh, my God. And, yeah. went up oh to- my God. <laughs> and we were over we were over on a road in the Everglades waiting on him. Yeah. And uh, not too far from there. And then there was, uh, once it the airliner starts getting up to a couple thousand feet, there's thunderstorm. Uh-huh. A uh, little bit. I heard that. I remember coming that. Coming toward us. And, man, you don't fly in the thunderstorms, but this guy knew exactly how to penetrate a thunderstorm. Because yeah. you, you get in a thunderstorm, you can lose altitude, a couple oh, thousand man, feet, just uh, like uh, this. Uh, just... A powerful thunderstorm can rip your uh, the wings right off the plane. Oh, they can. Hundreds of miles an hour is yeah, an updraft up, and down downdraft. Oh, wow. And you hit those yeah. things wrong. But this guy knew where to go in and how to penetrate it. And, uh, you know, it, it was just like still, you know, the dome and sky couldn't track him in the, in right. the, in the hurt, you know, in the thunderstorm. In the thunderstorm, yeah. And then, so then he just darts right out of there, you know, slides right in there, lands, lands on the, on the road. And, and um, I get on the radio and, and, you know, get all the marijuana out, get in the truck, you know, Clean it, you know, do vacuum real quick, you know, get the seats back. I said, Gabby, come on, come on, come on, Gabby, get over here. So anyway, she comes up and I says, you got to 
you got to get in this plane with this guy, you know, because what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, Petey? Oh, said, my God. That wasn't it. part of the deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What the heck? Come on. You're adventuresome. You, you can do it. You can do it. Oh and we would also, we would go in and we the, the numbers on the airplane, we would paste new numbers over the original oh, right. numbers. Yeah. So we peel those things off and Gabby jumps in there. And they take off, and the head they head back to Opelok, and the dome in the sky picks them up, of course, and the Learjet, and they come in right behind them. They land, you know, and they come up to the airplane, and instead of two— Guns drawn, probably. Guns drawn, you know. Oh, like, man. Out, they, you they're know, like, we got them. We got them. We got them. We got them. And all of a sudden, instead of two guys, it's a guy and a girl. <laughs> Where you been? <laughs> Oh, just taking uh, Gabriella for a little em spin. Em empty plane and, <laughs> and uh, different numbers. Well, that, different and that's numbers. because they had taken actual photographs, right, of yeah, the plane, yeah, they, and so they had uh, the they different. Had the, they had the other numbers, and they had two guys in the cockpit. So <laughs> they had to document the whole thing, you know, for the uh, for the upcoming court. Court they figured case, they were right. going to have. Yeah, yeah, they thought <laughs> they would have, right. They're scratching the head. They're scratching the butt. And they're like, <laughs> oh, my God, what is this going on here? Sorry, we sir. Y'all have a nice day. <laughs> we got the wrong people here. So this is not going to fly in court. Uh -uh. So after that, we um, I did, took two or three days, and we were then you know that product went out the door real quick. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. We, got, we got the monies up. You know, we took uh, – we took, he gave him his $50,000 and he went home and I said, look here, honey, <laughs> we got half of what we need to get our family started. And so they, he was happy. I said, okay, one more, one more. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he said, just one more. <laughs> that's exactly what I said. I said, yeah, I'm only going to do this one time. <laughs> just, just this one time. Okay. Maybe this other one time. Yeah, okay. One more time. Hey, those two were easy. How about one more? What? <laughs> Yeah, you know, once you become a thousandaire, it's hard to quit. <laughs> I, ne I never did want to quit. Uh, it was very exciting to me. Yeah, I, adrenaline I, I junkie over here. Yeah, it, it's, it's a habit for me, for sure. Uh, but any, anyway, so in the meantime, the same people introduced me to this uh, Eastern Airline pilot who, who was the caretaker for a 7,000-acre ranch up near Vero Beach. Wow. Man, and that thing was, uh, uh -oh. it was un unbelievable. Yeah. Um, they, it was like big ranch. He was, he was a cattle man, had cows out there, you know, he's horses. He, he was, but he was a pilot also. And uh, the gate was, uh, is up off I-95 and um, the strip was carved out back in the 50s for President Eisenhower and President Truman would come down and go quail hunting the way oh, he man, explained it. Was, it. it was oh, a beautiful wow. place. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful farm. Yeah, yeah, it had history to it, you know. Yeah. And uh, the gate was, um, it probably took 20, 30 minutes to get back from the gate to the strip. Yeah. And then his house Oh, that's was, perfect for you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. We put was, somebody on the front gate, and if there was trouble, you know, you had time to do something to get out of there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, wow. Uh, and it, but, but it was right, uh, the one boundary of it ran right along I-95. Right. The one exactly. fence yeah. was right there on I-95, just, right. you know, like a mile. But, but the strip it. was way back in there, and it was yeah. just a grass strip and everything. And his house was probably 15 minutes from there and we said we told him just go home you and your wife go home uh leave the gate open and we'll do our thing and we'll be back in 
two or three days with uh, it ran between twenty five and thirty thousand that we would pay him yeah. uh, to use his to use his facilities there. Yeah. And if anything happened, I'm home. I don't know what the hell happened. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. Yeah. So so and we had, we he had to come to the forefront on several times on that kind of stuff. So we got with the guy, um, we got with the Navy pilot again and you know, he, he knew where to go. We, we got back in the, with Jamaicans down there and same thing. We did a, did a repeat and man, he, he, this time he flew out further and then he came in, he, he put it down on the deck. He, he flew out over the islands and then got way out to the east and came directly in to Vero Beach, probably 10, 15 foot off the water. And, oh, and he man. penetrated yeah. it in the wow. in nighttime. Oh, wow. Uh, and so he, but he, he, and this one went smooth as silk. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. I mean, very, very, very smooth. smooth. He snuck right on in there. Yeah. Landed, you know, he, we'd always put a truck at one end, shining his headlights down the runway, a truck at the other end, and he'd come over the one truck and land and have plenty of room. And he'd he'd flare out, you know, and roll out and stop and ooh, ah, that's not. We'd unload, we'd clean it all out, you know, and um, then you know he'd turn around and take off and head back over to one of the small airports, and we'd mm. pick him up and, yeah, you know, two or three days later, you know, here's your here's your other fifty thousand. He went home and got with his wife and home with a it. smile. That was it. <laughs> he was uh, done. That wow. was it. Yeah, and got and got another started, one started looking, in the life. Started looking for another another pilot, yeah. somebody yeah. that we could trust and that knew how to do it and yeah. could do it yeah. and yeah. pull it off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the next cat that comes along is this um, guy from California, Kilroy. Kilroy, yeah. Kilroy was kind of the same kind of character, you know, nice guy. He just wanted to do a couple of runs. What he wanted to do his 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 aim and goal in life was to. Do a couple runs, make a hundred grand, and go back and open a bed and breakfast in Sonoma County, California. Mm-hmm. So we said, "That's that's good, good. That's good. You got the two ten airplane. You're gonna bring it from California. That'll carry a thousand pounds. So, so let's um, let, let's put you in on on the um, the ranch." And he, he said he needed a co-pilot. So that's that's where I came in. That's where you came in, from gate man to co-pilot. Yeah, you know, it's like you look back on it and it's like, okay, well, uh, this is just a, kind of a, a stepping stone for uh, entrepreneurs to kind of get started and get a little grub stake to get started in their business. Right. <laughs> man, uh, yeah, yeah, it worked sometimes. Sometimes it didn't. Everybody needs a hand up. And That's we provided right. that. That's right. Yeah, and uh, there was a definitely a, a market for uh, the product at that time. And um, my how cha- times have changed, though. You know, like uh, back in those days, we could have gotten some serious trouble. Yeah, serious trouble. <laughs> uh, but uh, now, hell, you can go down to the corner drugstore and buy it. Everybody's smoking it now. That's right. So back in the back in the late sixties. When we were, when I was a first pot smuggler, a pot pot smoker, right? The, all my friends, they said, "Boy, them boys, they gone out there. They weird. They weird." Now yeah. every, everybody's smoking the stuff. Them old hippies. Oh damn, my hippies, man! <laughs> one of the original, <clears throat> one of the original hippies. That's right. Tur- turned spiritual seeker after that. 
Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. I tell you. But old Kilroy, he was a he was a character. He came in and uh, uh, I had a, I flew right seat with him. Yeah, you're right seat. <clears throat> a few times and uh, or a couple times at least. And um, those are some pretty interesting stories too. Yeah, that was a time that we kept waiting and waiting for the weather to get right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, he said, and I was a pilot, and he he said, well, what do you think? And I thought the front had passed and the front had passed. But when the front passes, and it, it normally all the fronts in Florida go from west to east. Yep, and then all right. of a sudden, this thing started going from back east up. backwards. And what that does, it creates fog. Yep. And that's where we made a mistake. Mm-hmm. And we thought we were clear. Everything was clear. So, you know, so when y'all came in, it was it was... It was, T- tell me about it. Oh man, it was uh, uh, the the closer we came to the coast, uh, the lower the the, the uh, ceiling got, and we kept. Of course, we were going to get down on the deck anyhow when we got in close, but sea uh, fog. <clears throat> yeah, sea fog. The sea fog, and it just kept getting thicker and thicker and thicker until. Uh, we didn't really, we couldn't know, we couldn't see where we were. And, you know, I remember I took a, my flashlight and shined it out my window, the right seat window, and I couldn't see the tip of the plane, the, the wing tip. I couldn't even see the, the wing tip of the plane. It was so thick. And <laughs> Y'all we, were in the soup. We were in the soup. And that's <laughs> what you call IFR weather. If anybody knows what that means, that means instrument Rated only. Uh, rated on IR, yeah. No VFR. No, no sight. Yeah, right. right. Uh, instrument. And so we were uh, VFR uh, pilots in an IFR situation. <laughs> that, spells, that spells trouble. <laughs> and that's no good. Nada. And, and, uh, and so, yeah, and part of my job was to, to, to read the chart and keep an eye on the chart and look where, you know, kind of. Visualize uh, where we are and stuff, and man, I mean, that, 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 on that chart it said that there was a three big, like three hundred foot radio towers right along that area there, <laughs> and we had no idea where we were or where those radio towers were, and then it was just like, and uh, old Kilroy, he looked over at me, and he said, "JJ, we're screwed." And I, and I turned around and I hit him real hard on the shoulder with my left hand. And I said, "We're not screwed as long as we keep flying." <laughs> as as we're in I the said, air. "Keep flying, man. We'll find our way." And what'd you have in the plane? We had uh, about a thousand pounds of herb bales. Bales, yeah, we had bales. We were going to land. See, our plan there was no that was not a kick out. Yeah, it wasn't a kick out. Uh, yeah. that okay. was a landing, and we were coming to the seven thousand acre ranch. But you couldn't see anything. Could see nothing, and so <laughs> we were flying along there, and and uh, we we flew over Lake Okeechobee, and that's the only place in the whole area. That, that wasn't socked in was Lake Okeechobee. And I looked down and I saw the lake and I saw a fishing boats, a couple of fishing boat lights down there on the lake. And I said, Kilroy, I said, <laughs> I know where we are. We're on Lake, over, lake Okeechobee. <laughs> 
And um, we didn't know it, but even the commercial airlines in that whole area had been grounded. It was so foggy that Tampa, Fort Lauderdale, uh, all those international airports had been grounded. It was so bad. All that, all in that area. We were the only plane in the whole area that was up in this stuff. Didn't have to worry about running the plane, just just a few towers. (laughs) Just a tower here, there, and the ground. You didn't. (laughs) Yeah, all we had to worry about was the ground. (laughs) Ground and a few towers. (laughs) Right. And so, uh, man, we flew along there and. And uh, we just kept, I said, you know, we got to get down because we were way too high. To, and so we got down as low as we could or thought we should. Now, and then we that? finally uh, finally found I-95. And then once we found I-95, it was like just that area. It was like unbelievable grace that happened because that area right there was the only place where there was like a, a break in the, in the fog. In the clouds, and uh, we got a hold of you guys. Yeah, yeah, we, we on the radio. <clears throat> got a hold of you all on the radio, and turn the lights and on. Said y'all, we're close. Can you hear us? And or can you see us or hear us? And then you're like, yeah, we see you, we see you. And it's like, okay, hit the lights. And so he, they hit the lights, and um, it was you it's and Sugar Bear and Gyro. Maybe I, I think we had truck at one end, truck at the other end. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. You know, so you could come over the truck, and that's yeah. shining down the runway, and the other lights were facing at you so you didn't run into the truck. Right. So, right. Or anything else. Well, in which we all, we came within like a foot mm-hmm. of hitting a pine tree at the very end. <laughs> and like, we were just, uh, you know, coming in, we landed, and... uh and we're taxiing, and he's hitting the, the brakes. He's hitting all. He's, he's got feet on both brakes, and uh, and uh, you know we had enough weight in there. He's not going to flip it over. Yeah, and he's just slide. We're just sliding down through the grass there, and uh, and I said, "Watch out for that pine tree." And he goes, "What pine tree?" And we stopped like a foot in front of the pine tree, and I said, "That pine tree." Like okay, and then so we close. Uh, so then we get out, you know, we're uh, we're high fiving each other, man. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, unload, man, and get get everything unloaded. Get the seats back in the plane. Make sure everything's clean. What do we do? Here's, here's how dumb we are. No, I tell y'all. I said, get, get, take off, take on off. And we're like, okay, <laughs> back in the suit. So we take off, and and he uh, he forgot to set his compass. Uh, and, and anyhow, or something, it's the instrument, so that we know which direction we're going. <laughs> and uh, and so we got up in the soup again, and we look at each other and like. What in the hell are we doing up here? <laughs> we can't see nothing. We don't know where we're going, which direction to go in, or nothing. We probably don't have more than fifteen minutes of fuel no left. No fuel. We were low. We were like on fumes already. And so we start flying around, man, flying, doing these circles and circling, circling. And um, a lot of these uh, little small airports, uh, they're not manned at night. So what they have is they have a, a radio program that if uh, if you uh, set your uh, tr- your uh, transponder or your uh, your mic your mic uh, to a certain frequency uh, to a f- key right. it key it 
you, you key a certain frequency and, it, and, and uh, the lights come on on the runway. And so, man, we're, we're, we're doing that. We're keying the mic, keying the mic, can't find it, can't find it. And we're like getting lower and lower and looking and looking. And, and uh, uh, Kilroy, made a, he made a, a, a real steep turn to the right. And that made me. That gave me where I was looking straight down, and from my seat, I was looking straight down, like you know, like on a Ferris wheel kind of thing. And I looked straight down, and there, way down there below me, was an airplane right under a streetlight. <laughs> and it's like, there it is, man. We're right over the airport. And so you know, he went and did his, did his, went downwind, did his downwind. Yeah. Turned on his up uh, on his down on the leg there, and we keyed, keyed the mic and then, and the airport lights came on, and like we man we landed, taxied over and uh, tied the plane down and we were getting out and got out and you know got everything out got our luggage out and, and we we're gonna go call it a a, um, a taxi. Right, got to and go just go to a hotel. It'll that night. At we night, couldn't fly any, anymore. We're out of fuel anyhow. <laughs> so, uh, you know, something told me uh, to go back and look at the wheels. And I said, I, I told Kilroy, I said, man, we need to go back and look at the wheels and make sure that there's no grass in those wheels. And so we went back, and sure enough, the wheels were all full of grass where they had, and the hubs were full of grass. That was a, been a dead giveaway right there. <laughs> and so we cleaned all the grass out, and then we went Took the taxi to the um, to this hotel. Many people, not many people land airplanes at night in a in a pasture. No, <laughs> no, we did. <laughs> and we, but we got to the hotel, and I I don't know which brand it was, but <clears throat> we were checking in, and these two guys come in, and they're they're definitely they look they look police all over them. And plain clothes police. I mean, you could see it all over them, man. Stereotype. And they're like, hey, where are you guys? Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, we're doing good. Did y'all just come in? They're checking in? And he said, yeah, we're just checking in. He said, uh, how did you get here? I said, oh, well, uh, uh, his girlfriend brought us over here. We're going to spend the night here. Uh, her parents are coming in, and he can't stay. we can't stay there. He's like, oh, you didn't fly in? I said, no, sir, sure didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Not a- <laughs> but they they knew, man. I mean, they were looking for somebody because I'm sure we showed up on some radars and somebody was looking. Some air traffic control guys like, who in the hell is that crazy person out there flying? In this? <laughs> <laughs> Can't be anybody but a smuggler. <laughs> Can't be some somebody doing something illegal, probably. So. <laughs> So uh, yeah, we so we spent the night there, and then uh, uh, I think uh, if I remember correctly, um, yeah, we we had had we had unloaded you, we had to load in the truck, yeah, and we we'd boogie you on up to um, um, north of Gainesville, the Sugar Bear Sash House. That's right, yeah. Unloaded it, you know, started weighing it up. Yep, counting counting the, counting the chickens. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think his, I think Kilroy's uh, girlfriend came down, or his wife, I think she's his wife, and came down the next day and, and picked us up. We just left the bird there for about a week, 
And then yeah. later we went wait about a week and then went back down and he picked it up and moved it somewhere I forgot where it was. But that was one of the one of the times at the seven thousand acre ranch. And uh I know, man, it was like we would uh we would take W D forty and spray all the radios down with it. Yeah. Make sure we didn't leave any fingerprints and and uh We we wore that ranch out. We sure uh, did. That was one night that, that after that, I think that, or maybe before, that we had uh, we did a landing, and they were was on the pilot, and he flew in, and he abandoned the airplane, and I was ground crew, and all of a sudden the damn helicopters started coming <laughs> coming in on top of us. You could hear them, you yeah. know, and so we I I split on out of there, and it's probably about six miles out. To I ninety five, so I would walk. I got on the other side of the fence, and I I truck on down the road and everything. And it was a long way. It was about two or three o'clock in the morning before I finally made it down there. And there's a payphone down there, so I get on the payphone, call my buddy in Miami, uh, come pick me up at exit da 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 da. da. So, so I go over there and okay, I'll be there in two hours. I go over there and I squat in the in the bushes behind the old gas station. <laughs> And here comes this cop up here in his car, and, and he's got his light, and he starts shining all around. And spotlight. I, spotlight. And I was behind a tree, so I knew he wasn't going to get in. And he's a fat ass, so I knew he probably wouldn't get out of the car to go, come get me. So I felt pretty secure. So he left, and finally my, my uh, pickup guy came, picked me up, drove me back home, and another one, another one out of the fire. Yeah. <laughs> they, yep. they did get the plane and, and, and the marijuana. And it put a little heat on the 7,000-acre ranch. And yeah. Jim said, I don't know what's going on. I don't, I don't, what are these guys doing? You know, he's not yeah. everything. Well, it was such a big ranch that, you know, his house was like a mile and a half yeah. uh, from that front gate. Yeah, he but played I think stupid. The, I think the, the, the final straw there, though, if I remember correctly, was that uh, the local sheriff asked him for a key to the gate to make sure that no uh, cattle rustlers were stealing his cows. And yeah. he's like, uh, okay, that's <laughs> <Now>, it. <laughs> well, another time we we had a um, one of the pilots came in, and and, and he was a Wild West guy, and, and they'd coke up while they they were doing the runs. And they'd get real reckless, and, and he, he crashed the damn airplane <laughs> right in. We got a loadout and everything. And here we are, three pilots. Oh, Jim, he was the eastern pilot. And so we, you know, we cut down branches and we covered the airplane up. Right. We thought we had had it made, you know, we'll, we'll come fly it out in a week or so. But none of us realized to, to take, disarm the ELT. So about two or three days later, here they come in the ranch. And just, mm -hmm. damn, I don't know. You yep. know, but that put the heat on, that put the heat on the, the best um, strip yep. that we had in Florida. That's so a, that's the, a, that, then we that, had to move on. You were talking on. about the emergency locator beacon. Right. Emergency locator. And they located that. it. Yeah. It had an emergency locator beacon on it. Yep. And they located <clears> the plane. <throat> and uh, that that's when we had to start looking for other areas to explore. And, and it may have been that's when we headed out to Mississippi, Louisiana, and, and those yep. areas, which um, ended up not being a real wise decision. Now, the emergency locator beacon, is that not something that you would disengage during your runs as well? 
It will not go off unless you have a jolt, you know, like an airplane crash. If you have an airplane crash, then it'll jolt it and it'll go off. Of course, he crashed the airplane, so it starts going off, and, right. and we didn't realize it. And then pretty soon, a couple of days later, they located it, and uh, that that put the heat on on that that area. And that, that was too bad because we really had it. Now, Petey, you mentioned having to work with the coked-up cowboys was causing a lot of issues and losing a lot of planes for you guys. What did you and J.J. end up deciding to do about that? So J.J. and I, we, we had a conversation, and we were trying to figure this out because we knew that these guys were going to get us in trouble. Yep. They, they were they were too, they were off on, on a different yep. level. And so you came up with the idea. What what you I said, you know, the one thing that we can't control right now is these crazy pilots. Why yeah. don't you go get your license? Said, well, me? Me? Yeah. Well, that's a damn good idea, Jay. That's that's a good idea. I thought that was a you good know, idea. I said, wasn't Man, it? that that sounds good to me. I I'm I'm pretty adventuresome. I think I can do that. So I went and got started getting my training. And it wasn't four months later I had my license. Yep. And we were set to go. That's right, man. I knew it all about it by then. <laughs> Not a lot of experience, but a pretty good driver, you know. And I became a pretty good pilot, had a good feel for it. But, yeah, oh, you had you to know, but, oh, you, but, you just you had to follow the uh, compass. Yeah, follow the compass, follow the North Star. <laughs> and uh, make sure you got enough fuel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Calculated that fuel out right down to the, <laughs> right down to the whispers, to, to the fumes. Yeah, that's Many it. Many times. Though their picture-perfect landing strip had been burned out, during the time on the 7,000-acre ranch, the entire team of all-American pot smugglers had finally been assembled. The crew then acquired an airplane of their own. Petey finished his training as a pilot, and the next adventures were already underway. Petey, JJ, Gyro, and Sugar Bear had been brought together by a cosmic connection, becoming brothers in arms, having each other's backs at every twist and turn. Y'all stay tuned for more accounts of their crazy adventures.